Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on Real Resilience with Matthew Lestalia. That's me. Uh, I wanted to thank you guys again for coming back. This has been a very interesting week when it comes to technology. I actually have. So internet's been down. We're, for those of you not aware, we're kind of out in the boonies uh, outside of Terre Haute, which is a small city about an hour and a half east west i know directions <laughs> west of indianapolis and from that small city of like sixty thousand people we are like 30 minutes away from there and uh the internet options are not fantastic uh so so it's this kind of constant struggle with technology so um i actually just a little housekeeping stuff before we dive into what we're going to get into today um so the last episode that I made was on Friday and this is Tuesday and the one on Friday I actually was able to get out and publish and everything was all good until I realized that I forgot to add in a bunch of the images and the screenshots of what my tasks looked like so because what we were talking about was um, how to leverage kind of your own inclinations to get off of task, um, how to use those to your advantage. And so I, I gave you my kind of task management layout and how I have a couple of boards and all that stuff. At any rate, I forgot to add those in. Um, so I had to like take that video down and I'm putting up the correct one that's fully properly edited. <laughs> and it's still, it's been uploading for like, two days now <laughs> and uh because the internet's down and so i'm trying to do it off of like a hotspot for my phone and it's great so all of that said i don't know when this one's gonna come out know that i am sitting down here doing this on tuesday at about 5 p.m <laughs> and uh gosh i sure hope it gets out to you soon so we will do our best here on this end and make sure that we keep getting this stuff out to you guys i'm gonna keep recording so there may just be a blast of shows that come out all at once, given when you're hearing this, the blast will probably ha be occurring, and you'll see that there's like three episodes out there. So hey, when, you know, uh, bonus for you, I guess, after being uh, forced to wait for more content to come out. So diving into what I wanted to talk about today, I, um, I had this, these... So to give it a frame of reference and to kind of give you my my references of where these strategies kind of came from, um, I went through a master resilience training course while I was in the army. That's kind of what spurred all of this. And one of the things that they talked about in there, one of the kind of scopes or one of the skill sets that they taught were how to avoid uh, mental traps. Based, These are kind of like personal internal narrative dialogues that we're having with ourselves um, that stand in the way of of our own improvement of our own progress of our own happiness and contentment a sense of fulfillment stands in the way of achievement stands in the way of of relationship building 
both internally and externally. And I thought it was I thought it was pertinent to cover today. I was really excited to to kind of go back into the books over there and and to see what what kind of material I could I could bring in from the old uh, that would be of benefit for everyone that likes to come here and spend time and, and pick up the little skills and tricks that we take in uh, that we can implement into our own lives. So I wanted to take those skills and I wanted to give them to you guys and, and package them into something that's practical and usable um, like we always do. You know, that's that's the goal here is I want I don't like to sit in the strategic realm of resilience. I don't like to sit here in the strategic or in the uh, ethereal or the philosophy zone, right? I think that's where we need to begin. A lot of our thought processes, we, we have to spend time philosophizing and understanding philosophy, understanding theory, understanding, uh, you know, stoicism and, and like I said, big picture strategies. But... You can't just end there. Those are easy to talk about. They're fun to talk about. They're super interesting. But it's it's finding the way from those to something that's more tactile, something that's more uh, a tactics-based approach. And this is very much that. And I think that there's going to be, as a matter of fact, I know that there are going to be topics that we talk about in here today that are absolutely applicable to you there will be at least one if not several that you will be able to immediately identify with so let's just go right into it shall we well first i'll just kind of give you a brief overview of all of them or a a rundown of what each of them are categorically and then we'll dive into the kind of details so uh, we will be talking about jumping to conclusions we'll be talking about mind reading and there's actually two different types of mind reading that we'll be talking about we'll be talking about this propensity uh, of this me 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 this self-centered kind of thinking and it's not necessarily self-centered in the way that you may be thinking there's kind of two two flavors to that one as well um there's uh the opposite of a me 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 there's kind of like a an outward focus a, a them 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 strategy strategy uh uh mental default uh when it comes to how we perceive our role in the activities and the events that are going on around us and, and, and the quality of success there's a there's so the me 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 is a kind of internal focus on those things that them 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 is kind of a an external focus on either events or people um that are anything that essentially that's not us and then we go into these kind of broader ones, uh, always, 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 and everything, everything, everything. And we'll get into great detail in all of these, give you some examples. And then we're gonna, at the end, we're gonna hit the, the kind of tactical, hands-on tips and strategies uh, that you can employ right now to help you to combat these in real time So and to build that muscle in to create a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more agility in your mind uh, to be able to kind of take on the, the yourself, you know, your your maybe less than constructive ways of of 
knee-jerk responding to events as they occur in your life. So from the top, we are looking at jumping to conclusions. So um, you can see this all over the place, and I'm sure that everyone here has jumped to a conclusion at some in some way, shape, or form. So <clears throat> I know that there are one of the, the easiest ways to see this are on some uh, some shows, some talent-based shows, America's Got Talent, uh, American Idol, uh, the X Factor, what, all of these things where somebody will come out and they won't have the look of a certain type of singer um, or they won't, or they'll be like a young child. Like you'll see, I forget what her name was. There was this little girl, um, tiny little thing, maybe like seven somewhere between seven and 11 years old. And she went out there and I believe she like started belting opera like it was nobody's business. Like the lungs on this child were out of control and it's something that you would have never expected. Uh, I had this own, my own experience with this. I remember the first time uh, I had seen a, not the first time I had jumped to conclusions, but when I was in the army and I had I showed up to my very first duty station in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, we were taking a very large, uh, a, a, an organizational wide um, physical fitness test. And I remember seeing this very large fella, and I don't mean large as in like he was packed with muscles i mean like he was very tall but he had a he had you know the keg belly around him you know kind of circular in that area and uh and i was like okay you know that's cool he's uh he's 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 gonna try his best and he's gonna do it again you know but I, and i know me i have and had the build that was very conducive to doing well on the test and basically what that test consisted of was two minutes do as many push-ups as you can another two minutes, do as many sit-ups as you can, and then run as fast as you can uh, for two miles. And I would get very close to hitting maximum scores in all three of these every time. Sometimes my run would fall just out of the maximum point range, and sometimes my sit-ups would. My push-ups were basically always exceeding the maximum. I have a small frame. I'm a little guy. It's easy for me to run. It was prior to injury, easy for me to run and uh, push-ups. I'm not pushing up a lot of weight, you know, and so you train enough for that. Sit-ups was definitely something that took me a while to to figure out the right strategy because it wasn't just muscle your way through it as fast as you can. It was definitely much more of a, uh, um, like you needed a method, you needed a rhythm and to sustain because you'll burn out if you try to go put sit, if you try to do a typical sit-up where you're laying flat on your ground with your knees bent at like a 90 degree angle or 45, whatever it is, and you just try to go as fast as you can, you're gonna burn yourself out uh, fairly quickly. Uh, if you're, especially if you're not um, training for it. So the best way that I found was to have kind of a metronome approach where it's like, dum, 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 not dum, 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 because that dum, 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 dum would just smoke the crap out of me. I'd get to like 40 sit-ups and I'd have to take a break and I'm then I'm at that point I'm trying to knock out like two, three, maybe five sit-ups at a time after that. And that's does never equaled up to a hundred percent. So uh once I figured out the kind of metronome, then I was I was pretty consistently getting right at maximum um in the nick of time. So <clears throat> I saw this very large guy. Back to the point. <laughs> and and I remember 
we were getting ready to do the run race. So all of these events are individual. You're not supposed to really watch anyone else doing it. We all kind of peek around and look at the people who are doing it, but you're not supposed to, you're all supposed to face the other way. Uh, and so this guy does his pushes and sit-ups. I don't know at the time uh, how well he's done, but he's up there and he's at the front of the run pack. And basically like you think about this in a kind of like a mental from the psych- psychological approach. So if you have a group of 50 a hundred people that are getting you ready to run the same route uh, at the same time. The start line, there are no start lines that I've ever seen used in the army that can afford like a hundred man front, right? And so, so there's always going to be people um, who are back further off the line. And Basically, the people that know that they're not running for the maximum time, that they're going to they're gonna run you know, hard and they're going to try their best, but they just know that their runtime isn't really towards the max. They're not going to be at the, the top of the pack. They're going to let those runners line up first because they're basically anyone that's going to go and try to, you know, blow their wheels off doing this run. They're they're going to take off, you know, and and there are there's something to be said about not taking off like a bat out of hell and, and doing the same kind of metronomical approaches with sit-ups. But that's neither here nor there. Essentially, the way that it works is, you know, like I said, so all of the fast people get up front and then everyone else kind of gets behind them and they just let the fast people clear out and then everyone eventually kind of staggers and gets their own space. Well, this big guy lines up in the front and I'm like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, God. Look at this guy. He's going to he's gonna get up here. Maybe, maybe he hasn't done a lot of PT tests. Like, given, like I said, I'm brand new. I Just my first duty station, straight out of basic. And so, and this guy, I'd never seen him before. He wasn't in my uh, battery, and so I didn't really know him. So he's up there, and we get ready to take off, and we're running. And at this time, I had already figured out that when I run, like, I get really amped up. Like, like you're around all these people, and you're getting ready to compete. And it's like, everyone's kind of watching each other. As much as you're competing for your own time, because it's an individual event, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. It only matters your time for you and your records and, and your career. So, but everyone's always watched psychological effect, right? You're not going to be there and not watch and kind of evaluate and be judging people. It's just, that's the nature of the business. And so, uh, he's there and I'm thinking like, oh gosh, okay, well, you know, whatever, that's fine. I'm, I'll, I'll run and I'll, and I'll beat him. So he goes and he takes off like a bat out of hell. And I was like, oh, that's super adorable because he's just going to burn himself out. And it's going to be really bad. Like, but that's okay. You know, I'll be there when I get, I thought in my head, because this was like what leaders always did. And I was trying to model myself after what I thought a good leader was. I was like, when I get done, I'll go run back out to him and I'll stay with him and I'll, and I'll I'll run with him back. And I'll provide that motivation because he's going to be so burnt out. He's going to need some, a little bit of help. And, and, and I got him. I'll, I'll practice that leadership because it's cool when you're doing physical fitness stuff in the army, it's really levels the leadership playing field. Like there's somebody that will be running the physical training events in the morning. They'll switch it off between leaders. So everyone kind of gets experience of running PT events, but, um, but they will allow like while an event is occurring, if something like that, if there's a run and you get done with what you're supposed to do, they don't it, like, they encourage you to go out there and, and, and lead by example and go out there and, and, and pick your buddies up. It's very much, especially when you're not doing it for a test. Uh, even when you're doing it for tests, like I said, as long as you're done, then you can do whatever you want. So if you've got the energy to go back out there, then do it. So 
back to the race, right? So we start. We t- he takes off like a bat out of hell. I'm running, and, and it's almost like his running as fast as he could made me run slower because I was like, I want to make sure that I don't make the same mistake he's making. So I'm going to take it off. I'm going to take off nice and easy. So I'm running, and there's a bunch of people like him in various appearance shapes, you know, uh, difference. So, and, and they're taken off too. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to run my own pace and I'm really going to kick it up after I hit the first mile and I'll really kick it up when I get to the last quarter mile. So I'm running and as I'm running, I'm keeping my pace. You know, by the time I, we hit uh, about a half mile in, I'm starting to see a lot of those people that, that, you know, Really, and this so for reference, this is a mile down, mile back run. So that was our track. It was on a street, streets relatively flat. You run down a mile, you hit the turnaround point, you run back. Bob's your uncle. It's all done. So I hit about the half mile point, about halfway down this strip of road. And that's when I'm starting to catch a lot of these people that took off like crazies, you know, and, and I'm seeing them, they're, they're a little bit struggling. They're still moving pretty good, but like I'm able, my speed is a, was able to go from moderate to moderate fast. And, and also what happens is when you run into these people, like for me, it was very hard not to control my speed. So if I get close to somebody, then I'm going to pick up a speed to get a, to get in front of them. It's kind of like when you're driving, right? So if somebody gets in front of you, you're driving, say you're you're on a cruise control at 65 and somebody gets in front of you that's going 67 and they're on cruise control, but they just got in front of you and they're right there and you're like, oh, I was fine going this speed until you got in front of me. Now you're kind of right in front of me and I just want nobody in front of me that close and we're not, you're not creating space. So I just want to go around you. So, so you speed up to go around them so I'm doing the same thing, right? I'm, I'm speeding up to go around uh, these these people, and, and I'm very much enjoying myself uh, as, I, as I pass each one, because I'm like, ah, your poor strategy has failed you now, and my incredible strategy is allowing me to win. Plus, my physical conditioning, I am the better. And especially being a junior soldier, it was nice to be able to get in front of people that are your seniors. So, running, getting in front of people, but this interesting thing is happening where I am not seeing... Our big fella at the beginning of the story. I'm not. I'm not seeing him. I'm like, where is this guy? And when I get to about three quarters of a mile in, I see him running back. Like he's already hit the halfway point and he's turned around and he's. So I'm passing him. We're going <clears throat> opposite directions and he's that far ahead of me. So he's like half a mile ahead of me, and I'm three quarters of a mile in. And I'm blown away. And the thing is, like, he's not huffing and puffing. He is, he's got this beautiful form. And he's just, he's like metronoming it. But his metronome speed is uh, much faster than mine. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, you're not going to be able to sustain that for all of the two miles. You might get another, you might get to that mile and a half point, but then... Your weight's going to catch up with you, big boy. So I'm going to get you. So I pick it up. So I, I start picking it up and I go. But ironically, of all things that could happen, I start to get burned out. And I start to slow down. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I start to see some of the people that I pass coming up on my tail. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not. I was not. I went off of my own 
method, my own process, what I have developed and, and, and thought was and have seen and practiced was best for me for my best performance. I threw that out the window all because of this big guy. And I wanted to prove to him and myself that big guys can't do this. And so we get done and <laughs> it would have been perfect if he would have come back out there and like, you know, ran with me along, but he probably never even noticed or acknowledged my mere existence <laughs> but i didn't even end up getting max time on my run that day because my strategy went out the window uh but i did run for, i think i ran like a 1336 and i had to run uh a 13 13 something like that or maybe just under 13 somewhere right around there i missed it i was close but i missed it and he was done he was done and he was chilling and he was like just just chit-chatting with people and you know by the time that i got there he had already been rested up and was good to go and so i went up and i was like dude you are fast man and everyone around him was like yeah man you wouldn't think it right and they're all kind of laughing because they all acknowledge the same thing that when you see him like you wouldn't you wouldn't think they're like oh yeah did you know that he got like 90 sit-ups and the max is 80 or 84 or whatever it was depending on your age and gender and blah 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 but he had like over 90 sit-ups and I was like, what? Mind blown. And so I, it was it was just a perfect example of jumping to conclusions, right? I looked at this guy and based off his look alone, without knowing anything about him, without having the the willingness or the mindset to to have an open mind, I presumed that he was going to be out of shape and he was going to perform poorly and he did not. He outperformed me on everything except for push-ups in which we were very close like i'd beat him by like five or six if i remember right this is a long time ago mind you it's like 14 years ago something like that god that's crazy to think about <laughs> it was so long ago in my life uh anyway that's jumping to conclusions and uh, i i think what you can um Another way that's kind of more practical, because I know that, you know, the American Idol stuff and, and my army stories and PT maybe aren't uh, the best for seeing what's happening in your life or like things that happen around. So you can think about this also in the sense of when you are expecting something to happen, you're expecting someone to say a certain thing. Um, you can think about when you're you're dating somebody and they said, hey, we need to talk. What you know, where does your mind go? Your mind immediately went to a place right now, and and it probably wasn't good, is my assumption. But it might just be that they are, hey, we need to talk. I've been looking at the budget, and, and I've been able to save some money, and I was wondering if you would be able to take some time off of work so we could go on vacation. What? <laughs> it's totally like not what you would have expected. Like I thought we were gonna break up. Now we're gonna go on vacation. Where are we gonna go? Machu Picchu. This is incredible. You know, you went from not having a girlfriend or a boyfriend in your mind to uh, to going and capturing a life experience together that um that you'll remember forever. And imagine the negative impact you could have if you were to take that conclusion that you may have jumped to where you thought that you were being broken up with and you engaged first in that next conversation or like there was enough time between when the statement was made, I we need to talk to there where like you've already put yourself in a position where you're like, I don't need you anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'll break up with you before you break up with me. And then they're like, I want to go on vacation. <laughs> and you're like, it's over. <laughs> 
<laughs> it can be very detrimental, right? Um, another good one is if you think about uh, you get a call from your boss. They're like, hey, could you, um, before you leave work today, could you step into my office? I, 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 need, to, I need to have a chat. We got, I, I need to talk with you before you leave. You're like, oh, gosh, you know, what did I do? Like, this can be a very negative thing, but then it could be something totally different. It could be something very positive, like, hey, we got this project that comes up, and I know that you've been working really hard, and I can tell your progress, and I, I think that you'd be a great person to run point on this project. Uh, what do you think? And, you know, again, imagine if you went in there, you if he told you that in the morning, and then you stewed on it all day, and then you went in there with this attitude, this this confrontational attitude of of ready to, to fight with your boss over, you know, the status of your employment and how valuable you are. Like it's it can really it can really mess things up. You know, you could really set yourself up for for a bit of devastation if you go on if you take action in direct response to the conclusion that you have jumped to. Um, and the, the interesting thing about this, it actually rolls really smoothly right into the next one, which is mind reading. Because jumping to conclusions, when you think about it, is a it's a type of mind reading. Like you're you are thinking that you know what is going on. And so you're jumping to a conclusion based on what you think you know. Mind reading is that it's just a little bit more specific. So it's, it's the, there are two versions, right? So one is assuming that you know what someone else is thinking. And I am terrible at this. Like I do this all the time. This is absolutely me. I will do it with my wife more than anyone. She'll, she will start saying a sentence and then I will cut her off in the middle to complete her sentence for her all the time. And you know, what doesn't help is that at least some of the time, I would be willing to say at least half the time, I'm correct. If not more than half the time, I'd say. But that's probably my own bias in thinking that I'm right. <laughs> so, uh, But there are times when I do it and then it's not what she was saying and then she gets confused and she's like, wait, what did you, what do you, t let me finish talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll even say it before she even gets to the point when she has to verbalize her disgust with my interruption like i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead go ahead, go ahead like and so it's something that i'm working on um the other one is expecting someone else to be able to read your mind right and so you can think about these so think about the first one like uh maybe you're out for a business trip um or you have to work late and you are you call home to talk to your kids and you can tell that your kids are distracted like on YouTube or watching TV and they're just they're not they're not really paying attention to you and you're thinking that they're upset at you because uh, you're not home you know because your, your business trip is you're out and you're not with them and um, and so you're 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 thinking that they're upset when really they could just be enjoying whatever I don't know if kids still watch cartoons I don't I don't anime is that the thing now i don't know but whatever they're doing uh the the, the freaking youtubers that they watch some competition maybe they're just enthralled right and you just caught them in the middle of something that they found really interesting and you're just going to say that you love them they're like yeah, yeah, yeah i know i love you too i'm watching this thing and they're not upset with you at all um and then there's the other one like i said where you're expecting someone else to know what you're thinking right uh, and so I think about this like as if you are, let's say you're at work and you're working late 
and you're getting ready to come home and your spouse maybe they maybe they're working too um but maybe they're at home who knows whatever the case is it doesn't really matter so you but you're thinking oh gosh it's late and i don't want to have to make them cook or make them have to pick up food i'll just pick something up on the way because i know that they're going to be hungry uh and so i will i will pick it up and and I'll pick up their favorite thing. You know, I'll get their favorite dish from our from the spot that we go from this Thai joint that we always go to or whatever. And and then I'll bring that home and that way I'll be coming home and bringing the food. But then you come home and you realize that your significant other either got off work early or or, or like I said, if they're at home and they, they had dinner ready and made for you for when you came in. And then you're you're both disappointed because the person's like, I put in all this work to make this dinner for you, and you didn't even call to ask me, and you're like, oh, I was trying to surprise you, <laughs> uh, and now I'm not in the mood for what you made because I bought this, and this sounds really good, and I don't want it to go bad, and I spent all this money on it, and so <laughs> it's, um, but you didn't, you, you, it's kind of that you were expecting someone else to know, uh, you know, what you were thinking that, or, or, um, let's see, maybe a better example of, of that is if you, so if you were expecting someone else to know what you were thinking, um, some like a lot of times this happens with people are upset and you're like, what did I do wrong? And the person's like, really? You don't know? Like, um, and then they tell you like, I asked you to make sure that you got the trash out, you know, and then before the trash man came in and I could see that the trash can still full and you're like but they didn't say anything about it and they were just angry at you kind of giving you that passive aggressive uh anger throughout the day and later it was only upon further inquiry that you had to ask uh to figure out why that was and then there could have been a reason like oh you know what this thing came up i had to leave i got really distracted and then i came back uh and then they would have been like oh yeah no i forgot that you had that thing i wouldn't have even asked you to do it i would have made sure we did it the night before um but it's, you know, it goes into this kind of mind reading, jumping to conclusions kind of a thing. Um, then we shift into the me, 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 right? So now we're getting into the way that we look at ourselves. So like I said, there are two kind of versions of the me, me, me uh, kind of pitfalls of thinking and, and mental traps that you can fall into. So one of them is that you are essentially they, they all revolve. They both revolve around the same concept, one of which is. Uh, which is this one concept is that whatever's happening you are responsible for it right and so most times when we're thinking about this it's it's or when this is being discussed in the mental uh pitfalls kind of arena of thought is that it's a negative thing right so uh, an example that can be given like if you were playing basketball and it's the end of the game. You guys are down by two. And then you go up and you take a shot and you get fouled. And so you go to the free throw line to shoot two free throws. You go up, sweat's dripping off your brow, the crowd's out there. It's, you know, when this happened, you were probably younger. Maybe you played college basketball, but you know, like it's, you know, the crowd is kind of roaring and you got all the nerves heart's racing and you're calming yourself down and you dribble in the basketball deep breaths and then you know all the focus is on you the guy people are literally lined up to your left and right nothing is moving the only thing that's happening in the world in that gymnasium is you with the basketball at the hoop 
trying to keep your team in the game. Shoot the first hoop. Shoot the first basketball. Whew, nothing but net. It goes right in. No problem. Bam. Everyone's freaking out. Ah, going crazy. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Okay. Okay. All right. Calm down. Keep yourself like get yourself back into that that zone state where like your energy's up, but it's not too high. You're controlling your breathing. You're dribbling. You got the feel of the ball. You make sure your hands aren't sweaty. You line up for the shot. You take it. The ball leaves your fingers and hits the front of the rim and bounces off. The other team jumps up for joy. The buzzer goes off, and you've lost the game. And your thought, your mental response to this is, "Oh my gosh, I lost." the game for my team and that is uh, a focus on me 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 right so <clears throat> that that is and like i said we'll get into the kind of corrective ways to approach this uh, uh when we get to the end of it the other flavor of me 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 is is the other way so if you if you say you made that shot you guys went into overtime and then you ended up winning, you're like, we won because of me. Because if I didn't make those free throws, we wouldn't have got to overtime. You're welcome. Then you have them, 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 right? This is the opposite. This is your, is the focus is off of you. And it's basically where you're blaming the world or other people or circumstances for the failure of whatever's going on. So you can take the same example of that basketball game and, and say, well, if my team didn't suck so bad, then we wouldn't have had to wait for me to be on the free throw line. And if everyone could have just stepped up their game, um, if we had better coaches that would actually work our people harder, and if we had people that actually wanted to work harder and had more skill, then we would have been better. You know, um, if it wasn't for these stupid shoes I had on, you know, it's it's that kind of a thing where it's it's the them doesn't have to be a person, doesn't have to be a group of people. It's just external circumstances outside of yourself that you are placing the blame on um and then we get to the really detrimental ones and those are the always 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 and everything 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 and basically this is a it's the permanency and the long-term thinking of these that are really detrimental and because when you think about okay so always 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 is is essentially the belief that the events that have occurred are are unchangeable have an unchangeable impact on your life forever that will that will impact you always right that's why it's always 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 so uh you think about this like okay you showed up late for work a couple of times in a month you get counseled uh by your supervisor that says hey you've been showing up late this is a written reprimand letting you know if you show up late again this is these are going to be the consequences and don't do it anymore show up on time please <laughs> so you think in response to this Oh my gosh, I, uh, I always show up late. I, I am going to have this impact on my life forever. Like I'm never going to get promoted. I'm, I'm never going to, uh, 
be seen as professional or as a leader or as somebody that could step up and that they're going to lean on. This is always going to have an impact on me. Um, and you, I'm sure that there are those of you out there that are like, yeah, I definitely, that is me. And there are people out there that are, that know that there are people that are like that. So this is very dangerous because it is, like I said, there's a permanence to it where you are permanently associating uh, negative outcomes with your potential future and your and your ability to perform when that's not necessarily the case. Everything, everything, everything is that is equally as dangerous because it has that wide-reaching effects just like always, always, always. And it's that in everything, in the everything um, mind trap, you end up, it, it's essentially where you think that one like a negative performance in one element of your life affects is is representative of of the rest of your life so um you do the same thing where you show up late to work you get counseled and then you you let that kind of spiral into oh well I'm I'm a bad employee I can never be a leader I'm a that means I'm a poor provider for my family and that I'm a I'm a bad role model for my kids and everything uh, is impacted by the fact that I had this one bad you know fallout from this one bad performance metric even if it's a couple of them where it's built up to the point where you need to get counseled or whatever if they if if they waited for like a kind of a three strike kind of a deal um then you let that define you in ways outside of the scope of that specific problem um so with all of these uh essentially there are things that you can do and this is essentially the solution to almost all problems in your mind. And it's that uh, you want to be able to ask questions, right? But the biggest thing is it's hard to ask questions. Uh, we covered this a few episodes ago when I was discussing um, critical thinking. And so we talked about the importance of asking questions and the type of questions you can ask, especially when you're reading articles online or you're reading like scientific literature, the the type of questions that really help you to sift through and see if it's if it's worth your time and thinking about and stressing about and potentially ruminating over. Uh, you ask certain questions about what you're reading and it can help you to maybe dismiss over somebody that's overselling a negative point. Um, which a lot of articles do nowadays, which is why I made that episode. Go back, I think it was two or three episodes ago, uh, critical thinking. So with this one, you want to do the same thing, but it's, it's the reason that we didn't jump straight to like these are the solutions to it is that you have to be able to identify your patterns first. And that's, that's a very important part about this is that these are, it's, it's not something that you do one time. You like you know when you heard each of these, like if they one or a couple of them kind of stood out to you as you do these, you you find yourself uh, falling prey to these kind of uh, mental pitfalls. Then uh, you realize that it's not just a one time thing. That it's like you kind of lean on this. It's like your uh, response crunch crutch 
to negative events that are happening. So uh, with that being the case, with the fact that it's these mental patterns, it's, it's not a one and done, you do this thing and then you're not going to do this anymore. That's that would be really easy, right? If that was if that was the case, then there would be no use in doing studies on these things and developing practices and strategies to kind of overcome them to lead a better life. Uh, we wouldn't still have them to discuss because we would have been like, "Oh, that was dumb. Let's not do that anymore." And now we're done. <laughs> but we the thing is, once we do it, and there's not really because a lot of this happens in your head. There's there's not a lot of immediate externalities that happen that's that make this a that kind of give you a negative reinforcement that says hey this is bad don't do it it's a slow buildup. so if you're thinking me 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 where you're constantly blaming yourself for stuff that goes wrong you're not constantly doing it because bad things aren't constantly happening so you go through these good times and you'll have these good times and a bad thing will happen like oh my gosh it's all my fault oh i'm so awful and terrible Okay, moving on. And then some good things happen, and then another bad thing happens. Like, oh, it's so my fault. And the thing is, like, you do it, and you have that thought, and maybe you even take some corrective action. Like, okay, what what can I do to be better at this next time? And then you keep operating. Then you have some wins, and something else happens, then you blame yourself. But these things wear on you. That me, 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 constantly putting all of the blame on you for these things really weighs you down and, and makes it more difficult for you to come back each next time with the same level of energy that you went into something perhaps the first time. Maybe you're less inclined to volunteer to lead, to volunteer at all, uh, you know, to lead projects or to be a significant part of the team. And you're just like, well, I'm going to end up messing it up anyway. And that's what the pattern kind of leads to. And all of these things build up. It's actually the way that your brain works. It's like they call it, they say there's an expression in neuroscience where they say uh, neurons that fire together wire together, which basically means that like once you have a kind of thought process that occurs and uh, you and these are what those are, right? So like a me, 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 like, oh, this is all my fault or them, 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 like, oh, this is always their fault. It's always on them, uh, you know. And it's not even necessarily like I can do no wrong. It's just that you're never really looking at yourself. So it doesn't have to be a I'm the best um, in order to be a them, them, them. It's just you're always looking outward. And so if you're looking at a them, them, them uh, type of person, you know, this is this builds up over time. And so you do it. You think about this as you go through a day, right? So if you have... The way that we would do this in, in training and class is that we would take sticky notes and there were d people that would do it different ways. But I really like this one is that you would walk through a day. So you'd say, okay, well, take a person that's them, them, them. When they walk out of their house in the morning and they see that their spouse is parked behind them in the driveway and, uh, you know, what thought is a, is a them-focused person going to have? Oh, I need to I need to get the car moved out of the way um, as soon as possible so that way I can get to work because I'm already running a little bit late. Um, or are they going to think, oh my gosh, my wife never thinks about what's going on and uh, I can't believe she, she parked behind me and now I'm going to be even more late because I need to go find her keys and move the car myself and... You know, it's going to take longer for me to get her up anyway because she never gets out of bed in a, in a rush. So 
them than them, right? So that's what they're going to think. And then that shifts on, like, you go into traffic. And so you're, you're stuck behind the slow traffic. And you're like, oh, my gosh, all these people, they don't know how to drive. They need to get out of my way. i got to get to work. I'm late. It's them than them. Then you are at work and, and you're getting ready to, to go do go perform a project, go start working on a project. And maybe somebody doesn't show up on time. Like, Oh my God, these people, they don't care. Like they're not showing up. There's, I have a bunch of slackers on my team. It's all like, I'm not going to be able to do well on this because we're not going to be able to get our head or deadlines because they're not showing up and they're not putting in the work. You come home, you're dealing with similar traffic stuff. You're, and, uh, dinner's not made. And so you're like, why didn't you think, why didn't you have dinner made for me? You know how stressful of a day I had. Then we're adding in kind of like the other, some of the other stuff where there's, there's mind reading and there's jumping to conclusions. And so you have, and basically for each one of these, them, them, them thoughts, we're putting sticky notes on ourselves to show like how many there are by the end of the day. And you're covered with them. And the thing is, when you sleep, that really does do... We just did a sleep episode a a little bit ago. And we talked about how your brain goes through this kind of recovery. Like there's these little trash men that come inside of your brain and they clear out all the debris um, as much as they can. And, And if you give them the correct amount of time where you're going through the correct amount of cycles of sleep and stages, then they're gonna have their best ability to clear out all of this junk and garbage that doesn't need to be there anymore well that doesn't happen with the them 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 thoughts even on your your best night of sleep it's like what you're doing is those you keep firing those neural pathways and there's nothing that's coming up that says like hey that's bad like that's there's no immediate thing like if you touch a hot stove that's hot like i don't i can't touch that again there's nothing like that with these thought processes which is why they're allowed to become patterns you do it you get a little bit of stress relief because you're like because you're like venting about that and you're getting kind of the endorphin rush and this adrenaline because it's usually in high higher stress situations um and so there's kind of these good feelings that are going on with the stress and so then when you feel that stress it's like a indicator it's oh my I'm going to lean on this thing that I've done. Nothing as bad has happened from it before. And I now justify it logically. And this is what I go to. And every time you do it, these these neurons that are firing together are wiring together. They're getting hardwired together in a sense. Uh, and so that way it's like, it's like you're paving this road, right? If you're, if the first time you experience something stressful, um, you're, you're like standing pictures of standing in a wide, vast forest and, you something stressful happens and you have to walk through the forest to get to the other side and so you're walking through and the first time you walk through it's kind of messy and hairy but like so you make it through to the other side and you didn't get bit by a snake right you didn't fall off a cliff all of these things were great great enough good enough nothing terrible happened. it's not like you found treasure it's not like you found a mango tree right you just made it to the other side without dying and so so you're like okay well i know that that way is safe so i'm gonna go that way again so you go that way again and each time you go down then the grass starts to get worn down a little bit more turns into you know a little bit barren and then that turns into a path maybe you start laying some gravel out because you know how much you like to travel on there then it gets then it gets paved and then you're then you're cruising on this thing and it is like before then you can get to the end before it even starts like you're looking to blame people (laughs) at that point So that's uh that's the impact. So you imagine that over a day, and then you 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 
export that out to a week, a week's worth of them thinking, a, a, a month, a year, you know, always you're going back to these these external thoughts. And this is, applies for all of them. Um, you imagine what happens to a relationship if you're constantly jumping to conclusions uh, and then you're not communicating about how that happened and, and kind of undoing that. It just kind of builds up this tension between relationships. Same thing with mind reading. So how do you, how do you attack these? How do you approach them? Well, if we look at the first one, right, if we look at jumping to conclusions, we want to ask questions. So but the first thing that you want to do is you want to acknowledge that these exist. So the fact that we've just went through them and discussed them and you're kind of aware of this, this is a thing that's happening and and you've identified like, oh, gosh, this is absolutely something that has happened to me that I've done that I participate in. Then that's the first thing. That's huge. And I, and I hate when people leave it at that. Now, you know. And when now when you experience this again and it starts to come up then just don't do that do something else right so and then but then that it ends there so that's good you have to know that it's there because it's impossible to intervene in this process if you don't know that it's that it's happening so now you know it's happening and you can start to identify as it's happening and what will probably happen at first with all of these is that you might even go all the way through the cycle you might jump all the way to a conclusion and run into it and realize and what's that kind of negative thing that feeling is happening or uh where you get caught off guard you're like oh i remember like okay and then even that that's good that's really good and that's a step in the right direction because that means that next time you might be able to get a little bit closer to the bang closer to that conclusion that you jumped to and then and then as you'll get to the point where as it's happening you're able to interject with what i'm about to tell you uh when i what i alluded to before with these questions um and, and to be able to counter and battle out these these thoughts that you're having these traps that you're falling into as they're coming up and once you do that enough right basically what's happening right we talked about that forest and that path you're you're walking through a new pathway you're developing a new pathway and you're letting the weeds and all the grass grow back up and take back over that old pathway that was doing you no good and so you want to do that but it takes time it takes repetitions you have to acknowledge it you have to you have to take action on that behalf and then and then when you take even if you take action after it's happened based on what we're talking about here and you use the questions that I'm going to give you uh, then you will you that will help cue you up better for next time because then you're like okay yes jump into conclusions that's right oh and then I'm then I'm supposed to do this then I can ask a question and then that's going to help me do that and so running through that scenario will allow you to to get closer to it the next time because it's becoming more of this conscious awareness it's becoming more of a conscious awareness in your mind for you to be able to to tackle and take on so the first thing with all of these i think that is a is a good strategy is to stop and to not beat yourself up about it right away right so if you realize that you're like oh man i just blamed everyone around me for showing for me showing up late i blamed traffic i blamed all these people i didn't blame the fact that i didn't wake up when my alarm went off right <laughs> so uh so you can kind of laugh at yourself like okay all right, I'm being. I did the thing. I did the thing that I heard Matt talk about on the podcast, and I did it. You know, if you can just have that moment where you even just smile, you chuckle a little bit, you take yourself a little bit less seriously, it allows you to to start to unwire those wirings. Um, and then you can use cues, you can use affirmations, you whatever you, whatever you want. Um, in lieu of this, if you don't want to laugh or smile, I think that that's the best. I think the most effective way to to enter into this once you realize that you've done it is to 
um, is to laugh at yourself, give a little chuckle. Um, and then you go into asking questions. And so there are kind of different questions that make sense for these different lines of thought. And so if you think about jumping to conclusions, I think the best kind of line of questioning is like, show me the proof. Like, where's the evidence? Like, let me, uh, you know, it is what did I miss here? Um, what am I missing? And so if somebody comes up to do a task, maybe they're going up to speak in front of a group of people and their suit is a little disheveled. Uh, their dress is, you know, kind of, you know, got wrinkles in it and um, they look like their notes are a little bit messed up or whatever. And maybe you just pause for them. I'm like, okay, well, like, let's just see what, they have to say, you know, maybe it's going to be really good. Maybe even if they don't speak well, maybe there's going to be pieces of information in this talk that they're about to give that are going to be really helpful. Um, but it's kind of like, show me the proof. Like, do I have any proof that this person is going to be terrible at speaking in front of us? Do I have any, do I have anything that tells me that they're not experienced or not going to be able, I'm not going to be able to get something of value of what they're talking about. So that's kind of it with the first one is, is where's the evidence? Show me the proof. And then uh, with, the, with the mind reading, <clears throat> you want to ask yourself, again, you want to kind of laugh. You want to be like, oh my gosh, I did. I was trying. I thought that she was reading my mind. I thought she knew what I wanted and she didn't know. Um, but you want to be able to ask yourself once you get past that, once you kind of laugh at yourself and you, you take the tension out of it, you want to ask, you know, did I express that clearly or did did I ask about that? Did I make my intentions clear? Or did I ask about their intentions? That, you know, did that ever happen in this process? Um, then the next one was the me, me, me thinking. <clears throat> so easy way to, to think about it is what role did others play? You know, if you go back to the basketball analogy, you think about the game and you think about all of the shots. I mean, you don't want to like, trash talk your team but you just think about like okay well you know i a bunch of we we all played together as a team and we did not score enough points to win and i had a chance to get us to tie but i wasn't able to get there but if we had all hit more shots you know then we would have we would have ended up winning in the first place so it wasn't just me like i had the opportunity and i did miss those free throws and so you can look at that and say well i'm gonna work on my free throws but I, I want to be able to hit more free throws throughout the game. And I want my teammates to hit more free throws throughout the game, you know, and uh, and and hit more shots, you know, but it's it's not just a me thing, right? So what role did other people play? Then you write the them, them, them. Uh, it's the opposite, right? So you just think, what role did I play? So if, like I said, if you're late to work, you know, blaming your wife for the car being in the way, blaming traffic, blaming construction, uh, blaming your alarm clock for not going off. You know, this is, you know, what role did you play? Like, oh, I should have, I should have double checked my alarm. I just, it's a habit. I, it's always on. And for some reason my phone died and my alarm got turned off and I should have, I should have checked it. That was, you know, I could have impacted that better. You know, I could have realized that my wife came home after me. And so obviously her car was going to be behind mine. And so I should have thought about that the night before, uh, you know, and, and that kind of, what role did I play? Again, breaking into these things once you realize that it's happening, because we've talked about it and you're aware of it, like, oh, I'm thinking I'm blaming somebody else, I'm blaming them, what role did I play? And you know, you can laugh, like, ah, I did it. Um, and then for 
the always, 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 you want to think about what is changeable. You know, this is the kind of going into the stoic philosophy. Like, what can I influence? What can I change? What can I control? And outside of that, I'm not going to pay it much mind. Because, you know, when we think about past things, like, you know, you can't unring a bell, right? Like, if you were late, you were late. But uh, what is changeable? Like, well, I could be early. You know, I could I could change my behavior. Like, okay, well, I'm going to set all of my alarms and all my timers and everything. I'm going to set those for when I'm supposed to be places. And I'm going to do it for as if I'm supposed to be at these places 30 minutes before I'm actually supposed to be there, you know, or as time allows per your schedule. Um, you think about like, what, what did you learn? What can you change? Like I said, you can look at the behavior and you can actually change it. Things are changeable. It's not always that way. You're not always going to be late. You're not always going to be a bad employee. You could actually come up and do really well. You think about how many amazing leaders I've had that were in the army that got demoted, had, had their ranks taken away from them and, and dropped down a peg and to come back up and to lead even better. Right, there's a story, and there's there's ne'er a leader, ne'er a ne'er a uh, person in existence who is in a position of leadership or or is doing well that has not faltered, and so if they would have had that thought process and 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 stuck with it, then they would have never been able to get back up and succeed. So again, and this last one, for everything, 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 we want to look at proof again, just like we did with the jump to conclusions, with everything. With everything thought process, we really want to look at the specific behavior and and what that behavior's impact was on that realm, and and not, you know, not the areas that I could try to stretch this out to. Right? <laughs> like, again, laugh. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I was late to work, and so I think that I'm a bad father. Like that's. <laughs> that's a stretch right and you can kind of laugh at yourself like oh i did it I, i'm doing the thing and so like okay well i was late to work I'm, I'm and maybe i was late to work three times this month and i'm so you can kind of laugh like i am not good at showing up to work on time and so i'm going to try to take this behavior i'm going to look at what causing this specific behavior and and look at how that's impacting this specific thing at work it turns out when i'm at work i'm crushing it you know, so I'm not a terrible. I'm not a terrible soldier. I'm not a terrible employee. When I'm at work, I'm crushing it. I, I'm I'm always leading. I know what I'm doing. I'm well read on on my areas of responsibility, and I execute well. And I work well with others. So I have all of these good things. So I am a good employee. I just don't show up to work on time always consistently. So uh, let me look at that because then you can take those good things and you can expand those out. Like oh, okay, well. I read, I study, I work with others. These are all great things to be a role model for my kids, you know, and, and that show that I am a good provider and a leader and all that. So those, that's kind of the way that you want to do it. So basically, the, um, we just lost our video. So super fun uh, uh, topic today. Uh, if you are watching this, you will know that there is a hard change in... <laughs> the dynamic that's going on and if you're not watching come check out the youtube channel uh it should potentially theoretically also be on odyssey if you are into the cryptocurrency based blockchain based not crypto there's a lot of crypto channels on there but the blockchain based uh video network <laughs> uh that came out <clears throat> i learned about it from brett and heather uh brett weinstein and heather i 
I know they're married, but I don't think she shares his last name. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, with the camera overheated <laughs> right at the end of the main topics of the show, but I did want to come in and make sure that I at least, you know, kind of wrapped things up, summed it up, and, and gave you guys a solid farewell. So, today we talked about the strategies to kind of avoid these mental landmines, these pitfalls or uh, these traps that you can find yourself in. And especially, especially important to realize that we do these things. These are the, the, those pitfalls that seem to be uh, pattern recognized. They're not recognized, but they're, they're, their patterns, right? This isn't something that's like, oh crap, I did this one time, and then that's it. Like, like we talked about with the forest, and and you know, kind of wearing out a path of of reactions to external stimuli and internal stimuli. Uh, we 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 gravitate towards these things because it's easier. It's known. There's no immediate obvious. Uh, backlash to it right if somebody jumped down your throat and and tore you a new one every time that you fell into this to a like a a, a me kind of self-imposed uh, uh self-centered kind of negative thought process then you'd be more likely to be like oh my gosh okay like holy crap it's not me. I get it. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, and but that doesn't happen. That's the thing is that that doesn't actually occur a lot of times because this is all happening kind of inside of you. You're not. A lot of these things are not outwardly expressed. At least in the bottom half. Jump into conclusions is like a relationship based kind of thing. Uh, mind reading is a relationship based thing. So those are those are probably uh, they can be easier to recognize because you are dealing with somebody else but they might be harder to recognize in the moment because you have that kind of uh that that emotional that raised emotional state that raised stress state where you're more inclined to quickly go to those things whereas you know if you you botch a meeting that you're leading and you're like oh my gosh it's all my fault you know like it's a little bit slower it's you know in the moment while it's happening as you're botching it as you're as you forgot your one of your main points or you just you know lost your place and had to you know recollect yourself and then you're beating yourself up about it um you know it might be hard to do in the moment initially on those as well but it's a little bit easier perhaps on the back end to take a look at it because you're not you're not necessarily engaging with other people with that trap, with that pitfall. Um, so, at any rate, regardless of of what you got, you know where you find yourself on this list of things. You know, you you have the ability to now they've been identified, right? We know what they are. You know where you sit. You know which ones you can use or that you do use as crutches to respond to stressful situations and now you have strategies to actually start the process of letting the weeds grow on that path that you've been taking 
letting the roads break down and starting to to wear down that grass starts to to grind out that path uh on a new way and it doesn't happen overnight but the more you think about it, the more that these kind of you know resonate within your mind and then you pay attention to when it's happening like i said it doesn't need to happen on the front end you're not gonna that you might you might run into a situation where you're like oh my gosh I, I, like I'm starting to do this and and I'm on my way home and I'm already blaming all these people and I'm gonna stop you know or I'm I'm on the verge of of treating somebody poorly because of I'm gonna blame them for something like that I'm mad about if my wife doesn't have dinner ready if my husband doesn't have dinner ready by the time I get home oh I'm gonna be so upset you know like uh and you might be able to recognize that on the front end but most likely you're going to have to try to kind of come back to this after it happens you're gonna you're going to fail but you're you're going to fall into the pattern that you've been doing there's no reason for you kind of not to but the key is to recognize that and that first time that you recognize it it's that already starts to kind of unwiring loosening up the wiring on those ends and starting to to jump some arcs for wiring on the other end to hopefully as you continue to do it as you continue to recognize it to start to hardwire those start to fire those different neurons together and wire them together to create a new more productive less self-imposed stress-ridden and rumination uh, filled life. So hopefully this was helpful. I love it. I love you guys. This is this is one of my favorite topics because I think it's really tangible and it's something that you could start doing immediately and it's something that applies to pretty much everybody. I would be dumbfounded to find a person that never did any of these ever. So there you go. Enjoy this. Hopefully this comes out today. I'm heading out of the house now to go to a place that will actually have Wi-Fi, uh, so I can hopefully get all of these things rolling and you guys can take these tactics and strategies and start implementing in your life as soon as possible. I love you guys and I'll see you here next time.